quite embarrassing and quite chilly and um, quite frankly, would never do something like that again in my life unless we were athletes, just like I do. Stop looking. You found us. You're part of the revolution. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whenever you're catching this podcast. I'm Chris Darnell. And I'm Everett King. And this is episode 40 of Welcome to the Revolution. And like I said, well, you'll hear it in the interview, but like I said, this is our 60-minute moment, Everett. We're, we're real <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I'm being real during the list, I'm telling yeah. you. So. We sit down with CEO and President of Special Olympics Texas, Tim Martin, today to talk about the vision of Special Olympics Texas in 2021. Um, it's a it's a great conversation. It's just it's a one on one with uh, Tim Martin. I think uh, everybody everybody enjoys when uh, Tim Martin comes to the show and and outlines uh, you know what what Special Olympics Texas is going to do for the next year or so and or what new projects we're all working on and, and just to, to hear. You know, Special Olympics through through his eyes, how he sees Special Olympics as a as an organization as a whole. Definitely, and as you'll hear inside here, the you know the questions that we do ask him, you know, um, how he is able to set the standard, pretty much. You know, allow his staff to help our athletes, our community, go out and make this bigger and better than what it already has been. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and now I have to ask, you know, uh, snow. It snowed in Texas, and it snowed in a lot of places that you wouldn't think it would snow uh, in the state of Texas. And uh, you know, the further north you went, the the less it stayed, or it didn't That's even weird. snow in some places. Right. And, then, and the further south you went, uh, six to like ten inches of snow. Yeah, Dude, that was very weird. So, you know, and and once again, I was a little jelly because uh, <laughs> I didn't get that much snow. Matter of fact. I got no snow. I got the little flurries. They didn't stick around, but you know, I got the ice <laughs> on the on the street. But uh, yeah. yeah, no snow did. here. It was like it snow. It was snowing as much as you would think a a blizzard would snow at some points here uh, mm-hmm. in the in you know the Dallas area. But then and then, but it was just too warm. It didn't stick. It just it melted on impact. Yeah. So you're kind of like, it's snowing a lot, but none of it's staying. You know, and it was funny. I was watching the news on how people were out there. uh, And to me, you know, coming from Kentucky, it was like a little frost Mm. on the ground. Um, But yeah, people were sledding down hills in walks. (laughs) (laughs) There was one person that actually had a sled. And the newscaster said, wait a minute. They actually had a sled. I didn't think people in Texas had one of them. <laughs> <laughs> didn't think we knew what those were. People oh out there like God. people uh, got into like the uh, lake stuff and got the boogie boards out and, <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that and all that. And I saw another picture that was really funny. It was like um, somebody put a photo of, of a snowman out there and somebody else put a photo next to it and, and said, oh, this is my snowman from Texas. And it was just made of mud. <gasps> <laughs> and I thought that was I thought that was pretty funny, and I was like, "Yeah, that's pretty much what happened here." Um, yeah. But I, but I know somebody who was in Austin, and they were got enough snow, they were able to make three snowmen and an igloo in their backyard. Are you serious? That's how much snow that they got. Wow! And then seeing pictures from um, you know College Station and uh, you know Texas A and M and all their facilities covered in snow, like this, I was like, "Wow!" So the further south you went. The more snow you get, which is kind of backwards, if you if you think of it, North Texas is usually the place where you get all that snow. Definitely, definitely. Now, I don't know <laughs> if it was me that just froze up, but uh, one of us froze up. So. Oh, well, we'll we'll I will I will find out when I go back to edit it. Um, <laughs> we will we will find out and post. We will find that corporate. <laughs> yes, we will find out who is freezing. Um, but yeah, no. Um, but yeah, we sit down with Tim Martin today, so uh, sit back and enjoy. 
Well, good morning, everybody. Joining us today is Tim Martin, CEO and President of Special Olympics Texas. Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, man. It's always a blast to be with you guys. Awesome, awesome. So first I have to ask, since uh, here in North Texas, it seems like the snow has gone away, um, do you still have snow? <laughs> I do still have snow. We had almost six inches at my home in Round Rock yesterday. And uh, as someone who grew up in Alaska um, with tons and tons of snow, I moved to Arizona and Texas so I would not have snow. So <laughs> It's great to look at. It's not as great to deal with, but uh, it, it was, to be honest, it was a, a nice break. I made the comment to my wife last night, you know, with the snow and the kids playing in the neighborhood and doing different things. Um, we didn't have to think about COVID today, you know, and uh, it, we, we were already isolated a little bit. So it was a, it was a neat moment for us. Oh yeah, that's a, I have a background. I, I hit the mountains. I wanted some snow still because all the snow up here just melted on impact. So uh, we, we didn't have a chance to go outside and, and play in it. But yeah, like you said, it was a, a great break. This is a uh, two snows now that I've been a part of here this year. So New Year's Day, like directly on New Year's Day, it started uh, snowing in Wichita Falls like right when it hit midnight. So that was pretty cool to ring in the new year with snow. And then uh, the other day having it snow. But like I said, we have no more snow up here, Everett. It's all gone up here. Yeah, at least you got it. <laughs> I uh, I went to church yesterday, and it was a blizzard at church. And then I drew drove five miles away going home, and there was nothing. I was like, wait a minute. That is not fair at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, New Year's was pretty cool. I think it, it wasn't midnight for us. I think it was around uh, – 10 30 or so i mean we it was like a little blizzard and i was like dreaming about it and uh, i woke up and i'm like you know what it's not going to be on the on the ground but luckily <laughs> we had it until 10 o'clock so you know we were good <laughs> definitely yeah but uh no the snow was great but uh you know i'm glad glad tim's here everett and i get to have our own like 60 minute moment here one-on-one -on -one sit down with tim to ask the hard questions so everybody can can hear uh, what we have planned for 2021 and that's that's the big reason why we're here we're talking with him to see what special olympics texas has planned for 2021 what our vision is um but before we get into that tim i really i wanted to ask you um this question that we kind of asked some people last week you know what lessons um did you take or did we take as a whole as an organization from the year 2020 well i think number one is uh not taking anything for granted um, and, and realizing how special the relationships in our organization and Special Olympics in general are. And, and not only how much you need them, I would say professionally, but emotionally and personally, um, our athletes are such a, an amazing ingredient to our life. And um, I, I'll be honest, the toughest and the, the biggest struggle I have is um, being isolated away from our athletes, uh, even more so than, than my direct family members, because you can talk to them, you can have those um, conversations. And But so many of our athletes, because of challenges they deal with in their life, they don't have the access to technology or the inability to communicate through systems that we use during COVID. Um, it's just that that piece was very tough for us. On the great side, though, I think as an organization, we became much more flexible. Um, I always have said that I think that that's a little bit of a weakness that lies within Special Olympics because we started as purely a sports organization. We can be very black and white at times. No, you're inbounds. No, you're out of bounds. But the reality is, is where we're at in Special Olympics modern day is very gray. And um, we have to be able to adapt and be flexible and understand uh, how people want to do things. I will also say that we found out who our really strong partners are during this. People that stuck with us, those that were strong supporters before became even stronger supporters. Um, and I think vice versa, we were able to give help to some of those organizations and partners that really went through tough times financially and trying to boost um, them with the use of our systems to, to drive the Special Olympic families to help those businesses. and. Uh, so I think we, we did a lot to, to get better as an organization during this time as well. But I, I'm not going to lie. My biggest goal in 2021 is to get everybody back together safely again. 
Yeah, that I think that's everybody's main vision, but but ours definitely because you know a year without having competitions and being able to be side by side with our athletes, even though we've tried, um, you know, hard, we've done really good with staying connected with them with our so connected program and all that, but getting getting together, you know, together one on one and 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 in a big group setting like that, I think you said it perfectly is is where we're trying to head because I think that's the one thing that everybody misses especially if you're staff in this organization, because that's the, that's probably the one reason why you jumped on with Special Olympics is, is for those competitions and those events with our athletes. It is, is a big thing of, of why people come to this organization and start yeah, working. I think so. I think you're absolutely correct. But I also think that, um, as I said before, I think just, just the addictive personalities of our athletes and and the energy that they bring to, to your life, I, I, it's just unmeasurable. And, and I can't wait to have that again. So, yeah, I think, I think you touched on a little bit, a little bit there uh, in your answer there, but what are, what are the main visions of Special Olympics Texas moving on forward in 2021? Well, like I said, return to play for 2021 is, is our main vision. Um, we know as an organization will never be, completely the same, but we also have to continue to, to push and build the foundations mobile and accessible, making sure um, as we get back out in the communities that we are there and every community. Um, that's been something since I've arrived here, uh, making sure that we're open to new ideas and new people. Um, I think all my staff have heard of that ad nauseum at this point in time, but the reality is, is um, if we can't be welcoming to new thoughts or new people coming into the organization, um, it, it, it stunts the growth for our athletes and what they have a chance to experience, expose themselves to and, and be a part of and, and bring on those new challenges. And I, I think, like I said, it, COVID has really opened that box. When you look at the um, disc golf and different programs and, um, all floorball and new sports coming along and the fact that we actually are participating in winter games outside one of our smallest sports which was figure skating at the time but would actually have a team going in floorball um, to Russia and participate those are those are tremendous and seeing communities like El Paso in Texas finally getting a chance to be a part of the global scene um, in Special Olympics I, I think that those are wins that we really need to celebrate that vision, though, is is nothing more than common sense approach to us of making sure that um, we we go down the path of every new idea um, and, and really see if it applies to what our current structure is and if it can add value for our athletes and what we'll say yes um, and, and give that a try. Yeah, just a lot of growth and a, a lot of cool things coming out of the state of Texas everywhere. Um, Everett, I mean, I know you had a few questions you wanted to ask. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> can't get off mute or maybe your internet just, just went down. Oh, he's well, here now. No, my, my microphone actually <laughs> is acting up and I'm like, I'm seeing his mouth move and I'm seeing Tim just sitting there. So yes, they are talking to me. Uh, unfortunately, Tim, with all of that, you know, um, the last part of it with my microphone acting up, it took not only my, my voice away, but my audio, but I already, I already know, uh, pretty much what you said, because these are things that you and I have discussed. And I think it's something that, you know, as as the CEO of this company, you're one of those guys that I like to work under. You know, you walk the walk and you, just, you don't talk the talk. Uh, it's one of those, you know, you be about it, not talk about it. And one thing that I like is how you've given um, – and when I say power, power may not be the correct word, but you, you have you've given each area director their own power to succeed, to make their own mistakes and fail, as well as to learn from those. And for me personally, you know, that was something that I really liked because, you know, I was like, oh, I have this idea. And you sit there and you're like, OK, that's a good idea. So go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, you know, what? Does it, and this is what I've been wanting to know, and maybe some of the athletes are wanting to know this, when you say that, is there fear uh, that, well, maybe they will fail and, you know, this just won't work? Or is it what I think it is like, you know, you learn from failing? Um, 
You know, I, I wouldn't call it a fear, but you know, there there's an understanding that greatness comes from failure. Greatness doesn't come from repeated just success. Um, if you truly look at your great achievements in life and things that you're truly proud of um, in, in your work or even personal lives, those came with a lot of trial and tribulation and how to get to the point you are. Every day I try to become a better family member, a better, better father, a better. Um, but the reality is, is it doesn't happen if it's easy. Um, you, you're guaranteed to be um, in the realm of mediocrity or, or poor quality. Um, you know, big, big visions, big initiatives. Um, that's great. The, the one thing that I think um, I worry about is too many things going on at once and not having focus in those processes. But yeah, I am. I'm a huge believer in uh, letting people fly with what they're passionate about and, and developing those opportunities because when you have somebody that's truly passionate about something um, and they're willing to listen to others, those are the key ingredients. Um, you, you're going to end up with a really um, good-looking product at the end. I always call one of my favorite meals in the world is stew. And when I was growing up poor, my mom would always make stew, but it never had the same ingredients. It basically had what was in the fridge, you know, that we could afford and, and make it. But my mom had a way of making that great. And I always use that analogy in life. I mean, stew they can have so many different ingredients and uh, but it always seems to taste great as long as it's made with love and passion and, and um, talent. So, and that's really what we have on our team. Now I will say um, we, we're going through some of the big changes as an organization. We do have a, a, so many amazing people that have given so much time and energy um, to special Olympics. And, and we've also have people that, um, have gotten rigid. Um, I'm one that in my ways, and I I have to catch myself all the time. Um, oh, I, I wouldn't do it that way. Or why would you try that? And you got to really watch when you're in a position like that of what you say, because you scare off new people, you scare off new talent, you scare off new ideas. Um, and, and as an organization in Special Olympics, we're kind of in that transition phase. Our, our, our founders, the ones that got us to this level we're at now, are at a point where they're aging out, um, leaving the movement, um, moving on in different directions. But in a lot of cases, those are great opportunities for us as well, because um, I'm just gonna speak for myself, but we've seen it in others, is as they get to a certain point in their, um, their career, they don't, they don't wanna veer off those paths. And, and our athletes deserve the chance to try different things, be a part of different things and uh, um, be, and I'm a big believer in competition and variety as well. And, and I know that that at times upsets some of those folks that are like heads of delegations that have the viewpoint, well, that athlete's part of my delegation or, or our delegation, that's where the athlete competes. And that's not a real world experience. Our athletes should have the opportunity to go and play basketball with, one delegation and football with another, they should have their choices in life um, like we all do. And, and with those choices come consequences. Do you, um, I, I jumped over to another team. Well, wait a minute, I want to come back and play softball in the spring. Well, sorry, our team's full and you didn't stay in communication. Those are valuable life lessons and not easy to live through, but they're life lessons. So I just think that it's really important as an organization that we, we just stay open to new ideas and new people and keep pushing that um, forward. As far as control or power, um, I, I don't usually use those words, but what I will tell you is uh, one of the phrases that sticks with me all the time, and one of my mentors said it to me, is management is being comfortable in control. Leadership is being comfortable being out of control and trusting others. And uh, I really try to pride myself on um, focusing on leadership and, uh, and that the talent that we've brought into the organization will do just fine in managing that process and, and controlling what that goes um, and where that goes. So that's really important to me is that um, leadership versus management piece.
I like that. I like that. And and you were saying, you know, about change. That's one of the things that I do uh, in one of in, in any of the meetings that we have. Um, you know, our head of delegations, our coaches aren't the only ones that have a problem with change. Whenever I'm talking, I'm always having my two fingers when I'm saying, you know, not everyone is uh, able to take change. And I'm always pointing at myself. Yeah. But, you know, we have to try it to go ahead and succeed, because if not, we're complacent and we stay exactly where we are instead of improving. Well, and I think oftentimes in our organization, the um, the the biggest voices that are have a tendency not to be heard are those of our athletes, the ones we work for. Um, you know, they don't necessarily get included in those planning meetings, talked um, or or we we act like they're not there in the room at the time. And I'm a, um, and I've been just as guilty as that. You guys have all heard my story about Bruce when he went, um, when I first met Bruce, I thought he was doing an internship through Salvation Army or Goodwill or a workforce development piece, and which were great. We did those all the time. But when Bruce sat down with his interview with me, he was finishing up his bachelor's degree. And, and, and my, I guess ignorance or or lack of expectations of an individual who has an intellectual disability at the time, I would have never assumed that they were finishing up the bachelor's degree. And those those moments are very eye opening to me. And I and I try to make sure that people understand. The only reason I I really am passionate about these is I've made all those mistakes thousands and thousands of times of looking over someone who is extremely talented or not listening to someone's new idea or not trying to incorporate them because more than anything what you can do is kill someone's passion or um, in the word words of bruce clark in one of the best speeches i ever heard i didn't talk a lot because it wasn't that i was afraid of um not being heard it was afraid of the fact that no one cared what i had to say and it is amazing um, when it comes out of the mouth of an athlete, it, it hits you much harder than that. But what about a new staff member to your team or a longtime staff member that's going through a cultural shift in an organization like we've been doing? Um, and that, oh, I, my opinion doesn't matter or nobody cares. or nobody, And I think you guys know I'm, that's one thing that I'm extremely passionate about. If you reach out to me or try to call me, I try to get back to you. If you send me a text, um, I, I'm always going to try to make sure we have time to talk with each other. And, and that's the same with our athletes and anybody else. It, it's just we have to make sure um, that we don't ever make anybody feel in this organization, like what they have to say doesn't matter. Um, and, and that, and why we may go in a different direction. Um, I always think that there's a piece of advice or, or an idea that can be utilized in the overall culture of an organization. Definitely. Yeah. Just sitting there, listening to that speechless for half a second. Um, you know, Tim, esports. Uh, you know, not to just change the subject automatically, but um, esports has you know kind of taken over uh, Special Olympics Texas. A lot of people, you know, interested in it and involved in it. Um, is that just a state thing, or are we seeing that all over Special Olympics? You know, I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's um, society and globally. I, I know that we are talking about it on a global level. I, I am the chair of the Global Unified Group, and we actually had that call this morning early. And um, one of the things we're talking about that is a great opportunity in this is our athletes have the chance to connect globally because of technology. Um, and so e-gaming is a prime example of how do we get a, a team in the – Texas to compete against the team from Brazil or Africa or, um, you know, Europe. And because and, we have a chance to make the world a lot smaller in this process as well. So I think that um, e-gaming, though, it's one of those things for a guy like me. I don't get it. We didn't even have video games when my kids were growing up. But it's certainly not one of those things that I'm willing to get in the way of. That's a new idea. And that's new people. As I said, it just makes your organization stronger. So Anything I do to su can support it, I just make sure I get out of the way of those 
um, talented folks, as you know, <laughs> that actually understand it. Because I don't understand lobbies um, that they're talking about that they have to build. And, and, and even in our world, the risk management pieces of it and, and that, trying to learn all those. Um, there's so many different components to putting on a program that involves that technology. Yeah, it's a... Uh, um, I love it because it, it, it's something our our athletes have shown interest in. Yeah, and, and just as he was saying, um, you know, I wasn't on that global um, meeting, but uh, some of the things that we're doing uh, where we're meeting with different states and things to that nature, um, man, I was on an Alps, uh, uh, a national Alps meeting, and esports is really starting to pick up. Um, uh, there was like four or five different states on there, and everyone was giving their you know, um, stories on the things that they were doing for e-gaming. So, um, like he said, this is pretty amazing how we are finally stepping out. I mean, if you look in, you know, outside of Special Olympics, e-gaming is uh, a big thing right now. I mean, we have a big old uh, stadium out here in uh, in Dallas. So, um I think that it's awesome that our athletes are getting the recognition at doing that. And, you know, speaking of that, you know, we had a tournament, what, uh, four months ago. And because of that, one of our athletes got uh, to be drafted in a game, uh, a draft thing. So, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, definitely. A lot of a lot of great opportunities for athletes in the esports world Um, and, you know, going through and it's not just. You know, a, a lot of people think it's just maybe like Madden or FIFA. There, there's so many esports um, opportunities out there for athletes to enjoy. You know, the video games that they like, and like you said, to actually join an esports team um, and and get to go through the whole drafting, um, you know, process that comes with the esports world and the esports leagues and all like that. And this is a really really cool cool process. And hopefully, we get Tim to jump back on here. Internet sometimes is a is a friend, but also can be a foe. (laughs) While we're talking and everything, I'm I'm looking at you on the screen. And the only thing that I keep thinking is, NTM, come back. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) He's back. We were just dropping on and saying, hopefully you jump back on here while we still have you for a few minutes. No, I was done. I was like, I'm out. No. But uh, yeah, we were, we were talk, talking about esports and all the different opportunities. Talking about Omar up here in the North Region, who actually got you know drafted into the esports league and is now actually playing for a professional team. Is this a lot of cool opportunities that come um, from the esports world? Um, but you know, you were touching on Unified there for a minute, and like I said, while we still have you here for a few minutes, um, you know, Special Olympics Texas have, has made a, a big strides. Uh, you know, in the first in the second half of 2020 into the first half of uh, 2021 on unified and getting into like unified champion schools and things like that. We've made a lot of really big strides of, of getting our numbers up and getting more athletes and more students and more partners connected throughout the entire state. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unified is, is a huge um, part of special Olympics. It really is the backbone now that as we move forward, that being said, you know, so many people, when they hear that, they, they cringe because they think that it's traditional Special Olympics is taking a back seat or that and it's simply not the case. It, it's simply that bringing more people into the lives of our athletes is so much more important than modern day and making sure that our athletes not only have the, the community around Special Olympics, but their community becomes truly their community. And um, that's a huge piece for me. Many people have heard me talk about Diana, who was so impactful in changing my life and how um, she did so much for me. But, you know, being young and immature and not understanding that the reality was that she just didn't have a network to help her after her mom um, and dad passed away and I moved away. That You know, it, it the world that she knew it basically dissolved. And how do we... Um, take that, um, that portion of our athletes' lives away and say, no, you, you have so many different ways to be involved. And, and how do we actively look at those? Like the other day we were talking about faith-based organizations and um, unified and, and what goes on with that and then charter schools and private schools. And 
um, where where are these social networks that start to that we can create with that? And, and the reality is, is it's limitless in the opportunities that we have for our athletes to participate and build those relationships. We actually got a call. I got a call from a parent um, that was down in the Rio Grande Valley that talked about um, how impactful Special Olympics was on their child's life, and once again making assumptions that 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 call was coming from a um, you know, someone of a parent of a child that was intellectually disabled, and um, but it wasn't. It was a, a unified partner from a high school program that was on a really difficult path in life. Had dealt with some mental health issues. Had dealt with some um, family, and, and you know, as so often in mental health issues in our youth, it, it comes from you know challenges at home and um, all kinds of different things. But this mother said how Special Olympics had really transitioned their life, built them a network, allowed them to play sports and be a part of a club and, and feel welcomed. And I always say that because that's a magical power of our athletes is that they never let anybody feel alone or on the sidelines like they've been made to feel in a lot of cases a major part of their life. Um, so that that being said, and, and this, this mom went on and on. And like I said, I was making the assumption. And then she said, you know, um, my son graduated last year and is now in college, and I feel like that's because of Special Olympics. And I was just blown away. And it, it just, you know, those are – sometimes you just get caught in your um, little bubbles and you forget that the impact of Unified is truly everybody. And that's the secret of the name is it, it, everybody that can be involved. So I, I never stop pushing for that because every one of those relationships we have – whether it's somebody dealing with challenges in their life in the intellectual disabilities arena or someone who's in, quote unquote, the general education track, um, there's magical power to be gained from this. But that relationship as it grows, that seed blossoms and the, all of a sudden that um, unified partner goes to school, becomes a supervisor, knows the great ability of the athletes at Special Olympics. And all of a sudden you see our athletes getting job opportunities um, and a friend to go to the movies with on Friday nights and, you know, and, um, and, and really just a, a full engaged life in, in independence. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I, if, if I, I wish the world would become unified tomorrow and I was unemployed and I could find, go and find a different job. If I, um, if I lost my job tomorrow because this world was completely inclusive and accepting of the greatness in all human beings, I'd walk away the happiest man ever, never have to make another dime. So just as a, so unified with that, I know that's very philosophical, but yeah, the, the growth that we're making, um, this is the second time I've been through this process. I, I was at another state in, in Arizona where, you know, we had the same kind of growth and, um, that was my first time going through it and it just exploded. So a lot of people here will say, oh man, can you believe how fast this is growing? And I'm like, oh, it, it, it's not even going fast yet. Hang on. We're going crazy here and it's, it's really not. It, we haven't even hit our full momentum. We are, we are making good strides, but um in, in the analogy of the uh, of a football season, we're we're in spring ball right now. We're just we're just getting, you know, we're just in the weight rooms and getting ready for uh, to, to figure out what it, we're going to look like next year. And um, yeah, it's we're we're a few year, few years away from our Super Bowl, but we're we're going to get there. And uh, and and I, you know, and in that process, I think it's huge for us to remember as an organization the support we're getting from. Of our communities, the state of Texas, and um, that that's a very important thing for us to reach out and thank people during these times too. And I know that that will be a push as we go forward. But those uh, the partners that we have in our um, in the TEA and the UIL, and, and now we've signed out with the Charter School Sports Association. Um, it, it, those partnerships are invaluable as far as where where the next steps are going to be. They're the partnerships everybody's dreamed of for years in Texas, and they're in place now. And so that, and then the extra uh, support that we get from um, the legislature has really rocketed us forward as well. So, 
Now, I know I know you have to jump off here in the next minute or so, but one last question before you do so. Will we see a Tim Martin virtual polar plunge video? You actually will. It's not really shared, but as I said, we had six inches of short, um, snow yesterday, so there is a recording of me standing in my bare feet in the backyard in shorts and a T-shirt diving into a snow and doing snow angels. So, yes, it is. Ready and go. Um, quite embarrassing and quite chilly, and um, quite frankly, would never do something like that again in my life unless we were athletes, just like I do. So, but, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. I already knew the I already knew the answer to that because we talked about that on our meeting this morning. Uh, <laughs> that for sure. So, uh, um, oh, awesome. but anyhow, so well we. Uh, I thank you again for having me. And uh, like I said, my number one goal is to get together safely in 2021 and um, desperately missing um, seeing the athletes and their families and the, and the coaches and volunteers right now, for sure. So. Yes. Can't wait. Can't wait till we get back, uh, back to, like you said, some somewhat normal. Thanks for, thanks for jumping on Tim. We appreciate it. You talk to you soon. Thank you, Tim. Bye guys. You, when Tim speaks and, and you're listening to him speak, sometimes you'll hear Everett and I kind of like go silent and it's not because like we're waiting for the other one to talk. It's that we're processing what he said. And, um, I don't know. <laughs> Did you freeze? No, I was just sitting there going, well, yeah, I was processing, but I was like, Hmm, should I say something or should I let Chris say something? Yeah, no, you, go, you go, you go back and forth like that, but no, he just, he just talks. So he's so, he's just so passionate about he is. the Olympics as a whole. And it just makes, you know, you as an employee and, and, and a volunteer and anybody who works with him on a daily basis or have ever worked with him feel the same way. Definitely. Definitely. And I do know that, you know, and he's, I'm not going to say he's the first, uh, the president here at, um, Special Olympics Texas I've ever worked with, but um, the way that the athletes respond to him, you know, um, they love when he comes around, and and he's not the one that's just going to sit there and give in to the athletes and say, hey, this is your, you know, you got to treat the athletes um, like they're special. No, he has the philosophy that I have. You know, it's mm -hmm. our our athletes are here so that they can earn what they're getting. They don't want you to hand it to them. Yeah. And, you know, I think not only does it make, make our athletes better uh, for that, not just better athletes, but better human beings, but it, it makes everyone else better because, you know, some people will sit there and go, oh, look, they have a disability. We need to treat them um, with a little, with, with, with uh, what is, what is it? Uh, with some white gloves and he's like no they want to be treated the same treat yep. them the same and don't hold back because you will as he said earlier you know even he had made that mistake but they they as our athletes will surprise you i mean mm -hmm. prime example you and i what do i tell sean Lindsay all the time not only is he going to be a a mentor a hero to some of these athletes but also to people like myself uh, who, you know, struggled with school and, and he's going in and getting his master's. Yeah, mm -hmm. I believe it's yeah. his master's. Yeah, it is his master's. So, you know, it's just, it's amazing, you know, when people are given the opportunity to succeed, how far they're going to take it and, and run with it. So, yeah, you know. no, no, definitely. And I, and, uh, you know, Sean Lindsay and Bruce both sit on a lot of committees that work with with us uh you know and with staff and and you know he's on the, they're both on the esports committee they're both on our technology committee they're both on our virtual games committee so uh you know we we work with sean and bruce on a daily basis to uh you know bounce ideas off of and and get things done and when we say bruce uh we're we're, men we're mentioning bruce clark Mm -hmm. who is the the lead of our Alps program, uh, a staff here with Special Olympics. And, you know, I can already speak to you all, as many of you all have been on here and listening. Uh, you know, you've heard us talk to Paxton, and Paxton looks up to Bruce because Bruce has done something that he's wanting to do. He's wanting to get a job with Special Olympics and, and better himself. So there's a lot of things that uh, our athletes are doing that 
you know, is inspiring to other folks. Yeah, definitely. But the the one thing that uh, he talked about, and I can't wait to uh, can't wait to see, is uh, his virtual polar plunge video. Oh yes, a lot, like a, lot of Austin, a lot of those uh, folks out there in the Austin area felt like uh, you know that was the best time to do their polar plunge. Yeah, so, when it's snow. I mean, what what else? What else would you uh, would 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 you, would you want to do with that? You know, is you have snow. You have snow. Let's you get it done. No, so you got to use it. You got to use Definitely. it to your advantage. And, you know, speaking of Polar Plunge, uh, you know, it's not that hard to sign up. Um, not at all. This year, you know, just register. It's it's everything's everything's happening virtually. Um, and, and once you do it and you put that entry fee in and, and you send us your video um, and your really cool costume or whatever, do it up right, get in a costume, everything. Um, you know, you could be on one of our virtual polar plunge videos that's going to premiere in February. Definitely. And Definitely. we want to make so, sure that we see as many, as many as we can. I have this big old lake out there, so I'm really thinking about doing it big <laughs> and jumping into the lake from the from the dock for my polar plunge. Man. So, Man. Let's hope it snows again in the next few weeks. Oh, that would make it even better. And it sticks, and it's just cold yes. and cold and cold. And then when you run out there and you jump, you know what? I think I'm gonna invite all the North Region over so we can do it together. Um, I'm busy that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm busy that day, but no, you wanna you wanna make sure that you send your videos and you be in your part of our virtual polar plunge because we're gonna give away prizes to the biggest splash, the best costume, the best uh, law enforcement torture and submission, the most hilarious plunge and then the all most important one the one everybody wants audience favorite the audience gets yes. to pick who wins that one um and so you know everett which one are you trying to go for i don't know yet last <laughs> time i did it I, I think i had the best costume but i, I didn't win i had my batman on so <laughs> my batman costume going down it was so much fun um <laughs> But it's so funny, you know, uh, because we had to put bags and bags and bags of ice into the pool mm. to make it, you know, official. Because for some reason that year, winter decided to be literally the lowest it got was 70 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were jumping. Just, people wanted to jump in the pool last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it was. I mean, it was, it was so crazy. it was so cool last year, especially in East Texas because we did it at a lake. Um, and it was it was just so cool pulling up at the lake and rolling on, you know, to the lake when when we got out there because we we showed up there around probably six thirty in the morning to start setting up, um, for the polar plunge out there, and there was a um, there was a mist and a fog just hovering over the lake cool when we got there with the sun shining on it and at the end of the lake there's you know there's the dam and it was kind of going over like a waterfall so you could just like hear the water and there was a mist over the entire thing and you know being out in east texas you know pine trees so there were pine trees is all it was one of the coolest scenes i think i've ever rolled up on for a special olympics event that's amazing <laughs> So, I mean, it's, it's so cool. And, 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 you know, you're talking about doing it out, of, you know, at Lake uh, Bridgeport, right? Yeah. 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 Which is, which is another really likes to like to see, to see you do that. That'd be kind of, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. I don't know. You, you may have to set that up so I could just like be out there and like push y'all in. <laughs> <laughs> but no, make sure you are joining the virtual polar plunge 2021 it's going to be a lot of fun and i can't wait to see everybody's videos um come in on that uh, and help us you know help session olympics raise some money for the athletes in your area and have have fun doing it you know and i don't want you to think that you have to jump in a pool just a pool yeah. or a lake you know it could be you know like the old ice bucket challenge you get a big old ice bucket of water and just pour it on yourself or your friends or go out into the backyard, front yard, wherever, and uh, get the water hose out, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, anything to have fun. 
dress up. Um, one of my coworkers was telling me last year they went out to Dallas and this guy came out in a all white suit and, you know, with a top hat and everything. And, you know, I don't know if they did slides, uh, sliding, uh, was sliding into some water or jumped in the pool, but, you know, he ended up winning the, uh, the contest out there in Dallas for best dress. So, you know, put a little, put a little thought into it or don't even think about it at all and just go out there and you could be wearing thing one and thing two pajamas. Exactly. <laughs> like just jump out of bed and go do it. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. You could go home with a prize, you know, and you could, like you said, dump a bucket on you, spray yourself with your water hose, or, you know, just dump an entire like dump truck of water on you. You know, anything that you want yeah. to do. Yeah. But make sure when you jump out of bed, you're wearing something that will um, not be see-through. Uh, and that, uh, you know, you, you make sure you got a little clothing on. So, you know, I say jump out of bed and go, and then somebody be like, well, hey, ever said I could jump out? And, uh, no, I want you to be in a swim attire or some cool costume. <laughs> then that's why Everett's here, because that's the, to make sure that you know that. <laughs> but again, make sure I would have been that person. Chris uh, said to jump out of bed, so. <laughs> I did I jumped out of bed and I did it. Oh my goodness, man! Oh, that's a that's a good laugh to, to, to start the morning off today. <laughs> but yeah, make sure you're joining because hey, we're gonna do it. You're gonna see videos from us. You're gonna you're gonna see videos from across the entire state of Texas. So uh, make sure that uh, you're getting out there and you're doing that. So Everett, I don't know if you want to share. I don't know if you can share yet. But before you jumped on. Um, to do and record the podcast, you were on a pretty, pretty cool meeting, I would say. Yeah, it, it is a very cool meeting, but it's one of those meetings that I have to keep under wraps until Ooh. everything is, uh, is a go. Um, because, you know, we were meeting, we were meeting with uh, another country so that uh, we can bring some of their staff members here. So we can learn some things from them as well as they can learn some things from us that we can bring back to both of our um, teams and make our, our Special Olympic areas better. So right now we met with one country, but we have two more to go. And then you best believe we're going to be talking about it. Um Oh come on! Well, it'll be it'll be a secret between you and me and the rest of the listeners. Well, I can't say that we can't talk about it because we already talked about it last week. Now that I was thinking about this, we, uh, you know, it was when we were talking about Africa and being able to go out there and do some some cool things with them. So, you know, the meeting was pretty good, but yet we still have two other two other uh, countries to go over some of the things that they would like to learn and teach us, and vice versa. So, um, man, this was it was pretty amazing. Yeah, it sounded, it sounded pretty cool. Yes, yes. And, you know, it's the same thing, you know, and, and they were feeling like, you know, some of the things that they were going through, it was just like in their area. But I was like, you know, I told them definitely it's good to hear that I'm not the only one that was going through this as a, you know, head of delegation, as a coach, and that this is something that is worldwide. And, you know, us as a as a group trying to figure out how we can help get everything together so yeah. sounds pretty cool can't, can't wait to hear all the details of it i don't think anybody any, anybody else uh, can wait either because uh it's uh, like i said it sounds really really cool the work that y'all are doing yes it is i am just i'm excited so can't now, wait who, who's a football fan out there of course i am I think uh, there's a lot of football fans out there. This, this last weekend, if you were a football fan, it was like football heaven to you um, with, yes. uh, you know, six games this weekend. And one of them, one of them aired on Nickelodeon. No, did they really? Yeah. One Which aired one? on Nickelodeon. Uh, the Saints game aired on Nickelodeon. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, just seeing like highlights and stuff from it. Um, they, they had it set up. Uh, to where all the colors were like Nickelodeon themed. Um, oh yeah! Sponge, SpongeBob made an appearance during the game. Um, every time 
there was a flag thrown and there was a penalty. Um, the young Sheldon character popped up and explained it to everybody. Um, so they did, they did some cool things, but the, but the one thing that I found really funny was at the end of the game, um, Nickelodeon was interviewing one of the saints players. Um, and at the end of the interview, they asked if he wanted to get slimed and he looked at him and he was like, but like we won the game. So no, he was like, no, he's like, don't slime me. I won the game. <laughs> and like ran off and they did they didn't get to slime him but I, th- I thought that was really kind of funny he was like no i won the game that's like getting slimed is like a punishment no no <laughs> and it was funny because now now i get what they were what, what tony romo was talking about yeah so in the middle of the game i guess it was like the second quarter beginning of the second quarter they had the end zone full of slime yeah. So they were trying to show what it would look like when someone scored and they all got slimed. It was pretty cool. But so uh, now that makes sense. But yeah. how many of your teams won? Um, let's see. Well, my you know, my my team's not in the playoffs. Right, right. But how um, many that you were going for? So picks that I, you know, thought would win. Um, so the Buccaneers that game, I, I knew, you know, I thought the Buccaneers would beat Washington and they did. Yeah. Um, who else? I'm, I'm kind of upset that the Titans didn't beat the Ravens. I was really hoping that the Titans were going to pull that one out there. Um, shocker to me was how, you know, the Rams handled the Seahawks. Okay. Like that wasn't like a, a close game. They kind of handled kind of yeah. like what the Browns did to the Steelers in the first half. Yeah, the first, <laughs> first quarter at that. I mean, I don't yeah. think anybody expected that one. Um, but now the the Saints game, I turned out I knew I, th- I thought the Saints would win. Um, yeah. But I mean, I mean, other than that, there weren't like a lot of a lot of shockers um, out there. You know, at least for me, there weren't a ton of shockers. Who else was? I'm forgetting a game. I feel like uh, Colts and Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, I oh I knew the Buffalo would win. That's why I couldn't remember because I knew that that was going to be a win for for them. You know, Allen is Allen has has turned it on here. Yes, yes. He's, he's he is going to be a tough one to be. I think the the Bills are are, are the competition or the one competition for um, the Chiefs. It's going to be a good one between them. Yeah. Um, who are the Bills playing? They're playing. They're going to play ball. They're going to play Baltimore. Yeah. That. Yeah. So. That's yeah. gonna be a good one. If, if yeah. So let's do right like here. So who, winner, who, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you not the winner of the Bills and Balti game. Uh, I want to say we'll beat the Chiefs. Really? You don't yeah. think the Chiefs are gonna go back? Are gonna go back this year? Oh, they can. They can. I'm just calling for the upset. Oh, okay. maybe wrong. Maybe wrong. you're not. You don't think the Browns are gonna pull it out? No, as much <laughs> as I want to. I mean, I called I called the Browns winning yesterday. Oh, okay. And one of my friends was like, hey, you know, I'm going for the Bears because I know, you know, how you are. I'm like, no, I'm a big Bears fan, but this is Drew's last year, so I want Drew to go, mm-hmm. you know. And plus, <laughs> we're down three key players. So <laughs> that is the Saints. So, you know, and if my boys pull it out, then I'm happy for him. But, you know, I've been watching uh, Bree since he was at Purdue. Mm, so, yeah. when he had that big old mole on his cheek. Okay. So, let's uh, let's call it out here. So, who you got? The Rams or the Packers? Oh, I don't like either one. But I'll go for the – I'm going to go for the upset. Go for the Rams. Mm, no, I think this is where it ends. I think the Packers are going to win that one. Well, I do too, but I want the upset. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, who you got? Uh, the Buccaneers or the Saints? Saints. Saints. Um, I'm gonna. It's gonna be a. It's gonna right. be a close game. I think. I, I. I. I think the Buccaneers are gonna pull it out at the end. They may because if they don't, I mean, not many teams have been beat three times in a year by the same team. True. And if the Saints win, then they would have beat Brady three times in a year. So. True. True. I think the Buccaneers are gonna pull it out. I've uh, 
I never liked it, but uh, betting against Tom Brady was never never on the winning side of anything. So, yeah, I always bet and against and him. Say, and, and and to say because when when Brady was in the Patriots, I was like, oh, it's it's a system. He's a you know he's just a great system quarterback. But when he got to Tampa Bay, I was like, yeah, I can't say that anymore. He's just an all around great quarterback. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he all is. All right. So the Ravens or the Bills? I think we both kind of agreed on that one. I think I'm going to go with the Bills. Well, I'm gonna be wearing my Louisville Lamar Jackson uh, <laughs> shirt jersey, but you know, Josh Allen, you know, went to school where my son went, so I don't know. It's a, it's a hard one. No, nah, I'm a I'm a stick. Uh, yes, yeah, a hard one. Like I said, you notice how I said it earlier. Whoever <laughs> wins out of those two, <laughs> the Super Bowl yeah. will be played in that championship game. Let's just put it to you that way. <laughs> And then we know you, Cleveland Browns or the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, man. I'm gonna have to go with the Chiefs. I mean, they're they're just I don't know. They had they've rested, so yeah. You know, sometimes having that rest is not a good thing. But yeah, I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna have to go with Kansas. Hmm. I mean, Man. but Chubb, Chubb and um, Baker, Kareem, boy, they look good. Baker, they do. Baker, Baker looked like Baker. You know, if it wasn't for all the turnovers, you know, the score prop wouldn't. No, it's no probably the score wouldn't have been yeah. where it was. At. Uh, but it was just like Ben just couldn't. He, as we say, he couldn't find that get right. He couldn't get right. <laughs> So. I know. Yeah, I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are gonna pull it out. I, I would like to see, you know, like you said, uh, Chubb and, and Baker and all of them have a really good game and and turn some things around and get Cleveland back in there. But uh, yeah, I think the Kansas City Chiefs. They're just they're they're a tough win. Yes, they are. Yeah, and that junior class that are, of quarterbacks that are playing right now, dude. I mean, out of the four four, no, yes, yeah. Out of the four games, yeah. Well, no, there's gonna be six, isn't there? No, there's only four. There's four. Okay. Yeah. So out of the four games, oh well, duh, there's eight teams. So out of the four games, there's uh, three of that junior class of quarterbacks. Yeah. And the one that gets me the most was how far Lamar dropped, and look at what he's doing. Yeah, I mean that. That that speaks for a lot. I mean, look where Tom Brady went in the draft, and look what he's done. Yeah, so, yeah. Look at Josh, man. Josh Allen yeah. is just like wow. Yeah. And people slept on Baker. They was just like, oh, he's not going to be. He's going to be that uh, first round fluke that just doesn't cut it for Cleveland like every other quarterback. Now look at yeah. him. Oh yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I I I mean, I admit that I thought the same thing about uh, Mahomes when he came out. I was like, there's no way. That, that he's going to do anything in the NFL, but then look at that. I mean, uh, I am—I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. What round did he go in, though? Mahomes. Yeah. I, th- I want to say it was. A, don't I mean, that don't make me look like a fool. Okay, I won't. All right. I don't know. Maybe the first. Uh, let me. Hey, hey, Google. This is why we have Google. Yes. He was a oh yeah he was first round tenth overall yeah round. I knew that I knew that I knew that I'm smart I knew that all right first round first round I knew that right. <laughs> wow. and this is why we don't get paid to be sports thank you thank you we just get to watch the games and have fun yeah exactly and then maybe talk about them later because we talk about the important things like somebody not wanting to get slimed at the end of a game yeah. It is what we get to. It's what we get to talk about. Well, guess what else we get to talk about? What? So connected. There we go. We will so. talk about a little bit of so connected. We're gonna have some things going on. Um, you know, got to see a workout yesterday. Yeah, we did. Um, who was the, who was in charge of that workout? Do you realize it took me forever to think of what kind of workout we were gonna do? <laughs> really Wait, you, mean you don't you don't come up with that stuff like boom well you know i've just 
the New Year's has been good to me. I've then been asked to do boot camp classes again. So nice. now I've been doing a bunch of workouts in the evening for for young young and older folks. Okay. Um, so I was in the mind state of which type of workout do I put out? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, it was a good one. It was a good one. Well, good one. Hope, hope everybody. Uh, hope everybody got up and and was a part of it. Yeah, I mean, and if you weren't, then you can always get back on and look at go it. onto Facebook Live and uh, try it out and see if you can do it. Yeah. Jump on there. Jump on there and check it out. Um, you know, what else? Sorry, you were going to say well, something? We're just like jumping all over each other today. I know. I don't think I was talking, but okay. Um, <laughs> I like how he did that, you know? And y'all uh, catch that. What was that ever? Okay, yeah, you just keep going. Uh, <laughs> I, love, I love that. Like, don't, don't make me laugh while I'm taking a drink of water. <laughs> My water almost was spewed oh, everywhere. But what's happening this weekend? What is happening this weekend? Oh, yeah. Something's happening this weekend that's big. Real big. Big. Winter Virtual Games opens up on Saturday. Yep, yep. It's time to compete again in a virtual game, state games. It's our winter games, and you can compete in volleyball, powerlifting, skating, skating. I almost (laughs) forgot. Skating. And the big one, bowling. Bringing more, more sports. And I can't wait to see everybody get involved and get pumped because we're pumped for it um, and join the virtual winter games. Now, and you're um, probably, and you're probably asking, yeah, because I forever was probably, it's like, you're probably asking, what is skating? Yeah, I was, that was what's about to come out my mouth. What is skating? What are we going to do with skating? Well, let me tell you, skating is going to be a lot of fun because you can do it pretty much any way you want to do it. You can ice skate, you can roller skate, you can roller blade, you can skateboard, and you can do it in a wheelchair. So many different things that you can do with skating. If it has a wheel, you can do it. He was reading my mind, and and we're not in the same area. So I know that's funny because I was like, uh, "What are you gonna do? Are you gonna skateboard? Are you gonna rollerblade? Are you gonna?" Ro-? So yeah, <laughs> uh, none of the above, sir. <laughs> <laughs> not, nothing. It doesn't end pretty when when wheels are involved, unless it's in a car. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, right. well, you can do it in a car. No, you can't do. That's not skating. That's driving. That's driving. That's driving. Can't do it on a bike. That's riding. So the the thin line between skating and just rolling. <laughs> yes. What but again, but hey, again, you can do it. Figure you can figure skate. We have figure skaters. You can you can ice skate. You can rollerblade. You can roller skate. You can skateboard. Or like I said, if you're an athlete uh, in a wheelchair or use a wheelchair, hey, this is the event for you. Other than bowling, anybody can bowl. I can't. You can't bowl? No. You're a terrible bowler? Yes. <laughs> How are you a terrible bowler? It lands in that thing called a gutter all the time. <laughs> a gutter ball bowler. I love it. Zero, 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 zeros, and zeros. All the way through. Goose egg. Yes. Well, <laughs> I cannot tell a lie because... There's going to be one of my athletes that are probably listening to this, and they're like, Coach, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Are you hustling out there? I was going to say, I'm trying to get my hustle on somebody. Just challenge me. You know, hey, I, I'm going to go against uh, Everett because he said he can't bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. My problem is I try to get too fancy. I try to spin the ball. Uh, no, I'll be doing good, and then I'm like, you know what? After the third frame, I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> time to start spinning it, and then it's strictly gutter, man. Yeah. Nothing but splits. Oh, this, yeah, the splits. 
Um, Terrible. Bringing back memories of this bad times bowling. But yeah, virtual virtual winning games is coming up, so make sure you are a part of that. Um, I feel like I feel like we've hit everything right now. Like I said, we're coming back off break, so not a there's not a whole list to talk about. Not really. So but just like, stay tuned. Like, I know, like somebody uh like somebody I knew once said, you know, um this conversation is running dry. So so it's like we're I'm fishing for things to talk about. I know it's like we're trying to like we're throwing a cast out there and not catching anything. <laughs> Coming back short. Can't, can't think of anything. I and mean, you know, we went down the road of uh, ten minutes talking about football. Uh, yes. You know when that happens, you're like, wow, they've got nothing to talk about. They've got nothing to talk about. But <laughs> no, actually, you were just one. I felt like the reason you brought up football was so you could uh, dig at the Bears. But you know, it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. The team that I like, this was just terrible. That's all right. That's terrible. No, but we love them. We love them. We love them. Y'all do. You sure we do. love the Cowboys, and there's always next year. There you always go. Next year. All right. So and before we just like sit here in silence and with ramble. y'all and ramble and ramble like we've been doing, we're going to end it. So make sure you're jumping on the virtual polar plunge. Virtual winter games is coming up. Um, so connected is rolling. Hopefully, if you didn't catch the live workout on Tuesday, you go back and you rewatch it or or watch it for the first time to get those workouts in to get up and get active because uh, with the virtual games coming up, you're going to need the stretches, and Everett likes to stretch. Yes, I do. So <laughs> be prepared. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Welcome to the Revolution. We hope to catch you for the next. Remember to stay so active and let's all stay so connected. See you next time. See you. Thanks for hanging out with us. We hope you join us again on the next episode of The Revolution. Revolution.